The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning right here at 7 a.m. in beautiful, wonderful Southern California. And it is a gorgeous day today. What the heck am I doing here? (laughs) Anyway, we have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about uh, first responders, specifically in the name of fire departments. And we have as a guest, Captain Craig Polson. Craig, you want to say hello? Good morning to everybody out there listening. (laughs) Okay, before we get dive right in and uh, start talking about, uh, Craig is with the Los Angeles Fire Training, Training. let me say that again, Los Angeles Fire Leadership Training Academy, which is an important word in that. Before we get started, though, I want to give you an update on Backpage because a lot of people have, you know, contacted me, written in, commented on our Facebook page and like that, and I'd like to give you an update of what is going on there. By the way, if you don't know this, this show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. We're not one million, we're not a million, we're just Million Kids. And you can follow us on Facebook at Million Kids, and you can go to millionkids.org. A lot of people follow us on Facebook. A lot of people contact me directly, and I, I truly, really appreciate you doing that. You can do that at Opal at Million Kids. But a lot of people want to know what is happening now that the FOSTA law went through, that is the new sex trafficking law, and also the fact that the Backpage executives were arrested. And it is interesting. We're really in a changing time, and we're all keeping our eye out for it. If you all don't know what I'm talking about, there was a new sex trafficking law signed into law uh, a week ago, actually, yesterday, I believe it was, with President Trump. And basically, it allowed victims who had been advertised on websites, on on commercial uh, advertising sites like Backpage and Craigslist and Sipsap and Redbook and all the others. There were hundreds and hundreds of those sites. It allows a victim who has been victimized by sex trafficking to sue the site that ad advertised. And it was interesting because it was retroactive. And so it will be, I'm, I'm predicting that you will start to see a lot of class action lawsuits there where the attorney ends up getting millions of dollars, but unfortunately the victim does not. Uh, but what we are seeing is that there are little back page lookalikes popping up here and there. Uh, they're certainly not as big as back page, but they, uh, some of them are offshore. You can tell. Uh, and the idea of, of, you know, shutting them down here in the U.S. is that U.S. laws go after them. But when they're offshore, it is much more difficult to go after them. So you can see this happening where these kind of cheap, chintzy, unclassy kind of sites, and none of them were particularly classy, but these are like really bad, anyway, are popping up offshore. Additionally, we're seeing a couple of them come onshore that are coming up, but you can tell they're very small operations and have no assets. And so you can see them testing the waters to see what is going to happen here. So I wanted to bring that up, if I can, uh, to let you know what is happening out there? Please continue to follow us on back on uh, on back page. How do you like that on Facebook? <laughs> I got a one track mind. <laughs> anyway, follow us on Facebook to keep up with that because they're not going to go away. And I will tell you that I would ask you to pray for the victims because we believe that victims are going to be highly, highly violated. I do not believe for one minute that a pimp is going to say, honey, take the week off. Okay. Uh, It isn't going to happen. 
that this girl, these girls are going to be more violated than ever before. They're going to need more needs. We're ramping up our gift card program for the victims out in the street uh, that, uh, that we operate. And if you want to support that, you can do that by donating to millionkids.org. That is where we have law enforcement. We provide them with gift cards to get the girls personal needs, get them hotel rooms, get them off the street, get them away from their pimp as long as we can, and get them what they need to maybe get out of the life. I honestly believe that you're going to hear pimps say, you know, I don't care how you get it, you just get it. And I do believe this is going to get worse. So we need your help in ways that we have never needed it before. This is historic times. So enough of that. We're going to start in the rest of the program. We have an incredible guest. He's a friend of mine. Um, As many of you may know that I get the privilege of being an instructor at the Los Angeles Fire Leadership Training Academy, and it is headed by Captain Craig Paulson, and he is on the phone with us today. So I want to, first of all, introduce Craig, and Craig, tell us a little bit about yourself even before you started this academy. Well, again, good morning, and I guess in some areas it would be good afternoon to uh, the people that are listening to the, the broadcast. I've been with the Los Angeles Fire Department for 24 years. In the last couple of years, I've been reassigned from the field to what we call a special duty assignment, which is a 410 work schedule. And uh, I was tasked with overseeing our leadership program. Our leadership program has been around. We're coming up on our 10th year. It was uh, established and based on 28 behavioral theories from the West Point military leadership model. And over the years, we've just sort of tweaked that program and that model to fit to the really the 21st fire century leader. So it encompasses, it's four weeks. We went, we run three programs a year. Each class is 136 hours. It's a week a month. And we have a variety of instructors. We have a, a variety of topics that we cover. Uh, and that's sort of what leads us here today and, and, and our relationship, Opal, and going back to a couple years ago when, when I saw you speak at a program I was involved in down at USC's campus, um, had the opportunity to sit through your lecture. And the takeaways I got from that was, was incredible. And I, and I realized that uh, that's something that I, w- I wanted to incorporate into our program our leadership academy and behavioral sciences program that we run over here at the fire department, because it's something that I felt at the time, well, you know, you've been doing this work for a long time with little to no funding and, and you've been carrying this message for years and I'm going to stray off topic for a minute, but it's, it's really neat to see that at the highest levels of our government, they're starting to acknowledge this Opal and they're starting to, to actually take, take, uh, take action towards something that's so, you know, so, you know, I've talked about this. It's so hard for me to wrap my brain around what, what you do and, and what actually goes on out there. And I think for years I've, I've been ignorant to it. And only when, you know, I, I'd heard about human and sex trafficking and sexual exploitation, but I, I, I didn't really understand the depths and, and the sickness to it until I, I was able to see a lecture down at SC. And, and once I, I sat through that lecture, I realized uh, that as first responders, oftentimes we're the first ones to come across this. So I know I've sort of veered off topic about who I am, and I, I just sort of want to put everything back onto you and and um, what you're doing and, and uh, the great work that you and and, and million kids is, is doing out there. So well, it it was important to me when I met you. Uh, of course, when I train over at USC, I'm you know I'm aware of who's in the room, but I don't know all their backgrounds, but. I was very grateful when you came forward because I've had it in my heart for a very long time that we must train people in the fire community um, because, as you and I have often talked, you're the first ones on the scene. Not only that, you see crime scenes even sometimes before they get investigated and you see them afterwards. And there is a nexus here on what is happening, and and I think it's very, very important that we find a way to educate the entire fire community on human trafficking, not just not just sex trafficking, also labor trafficking. I'm, you know, I, I train code enforcement a lot, but I believe that uh, fire departments are really, really important to understand that. You go off in a house, um, and let's say, you know, as you know, I often talk about the difference between a drop house and a brothel. 
you know, a drop house. And we're seeing more and more of this kind of thing where people that has to do with smuggling. Now, smuggling isn't always human trafficking. Uh, smuggling, basically, you pay your coyote money and he brings you up here and he with a little luck, let you go. It's happening less and less, but it is happening. And they keep you in a drop house, and then they distribute you out across the United States. What is happening, um, and so, you know, one of the one of the purposes of training your group is to go back so that they can train the rest of the fire people in their area, men and women, to understand they come upon a house that has locks on the outside, you know, uh, maybe they have an attached garage, they're moving people back and forth, Um, they have uh, one toilet for 40 people, those kinds of things. Uh, You're the first to see that, and especially if it's in a house where it's gone wrong. Well, I think, so our our program, I think people would probably wonder, uh, you guys, the, the Los Angeles Fire Department's Leadership and Sciences Academy is... It's a leadership program, so maybe people think, well, how does human and sex trafficking and sex exploitation fit into a leadership program that is based on 28 behavioral theories? That really, and I have a point for sharing this, is so our fire department program, the Los Angeles Leadership Academy and Sciences program, is, is we're here to not provide a skill set that builds upon a foundation which is necessary for successful leaders in the fire department's 21st century challenges. But with that said, um, I, I felt like there's a, there's a bunch of different things that make up good leaders, and you can go through all the buzzwords and loyalty and honesty and integrity and trust, and you can, you can riddle all, the, all those out. But I think two of the most important aspects of leadership are empathy and compassion. And, and really, that's what defined, that was the, those were, besides all the criminal activity and just the horrific nature of of the topic that you're speaking of, those are the two things that I grabbed from you. And, and, uh-huh. and I felt like I wanted to, you, you had such empathy and compassion towards what you were, what you're working to, to combat that I felt like those are two critical components of a, of a leader. And those are, those are humanistic components. Those are, that's something that's within inside your heart. That's something that you can't make up. That's in you. And that's, right. and, and I saw that, that coming from you, and I thought, man, well, and then also... Wait, 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 wait. We're up against a heartbreak here. Uh, Craig and I are in different cities, so bear with us, folks. Uh, We're going to take this break. We'll be right back and get right back into it. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Captain Craig Polson. He is with the Los Angeles Fire Leadership Academy, Training Academy, and I get to be an instructor there in the interest of being fully transparent. Uh, I get to work with Craig on a regular basis, and I said to him, you know, the rest of the world needs to know about this training academy. It is something special. It is held over in L.A., uh, right next to the stadium, by the way. (laughs) It's a beautiful operation that goes on there, and that room is absolutely full. This academy, this training academy, is growing and growing. Our last class, it was almost standing room only. People, I believe he probably has like a year waiting line to get into the academy and people are coming from all over the nation and some international you want to talk about who your students are well sure yeah uh when we first started the program it started off with just los angeles fire department personnel only and i think the stadium you're referring to is dodger stadium because we do butt up to their parking lot uh for those that are listening um yeah so we start off with just um Los Angeles Fire Department personnel, and over the course of the last, this is going to, we're coming up on our 10th year um, through our program, we, we started to open up to outside agencies, outside fire departments, and then we slowly started to open up to outside entities that would be different people within the city government, um, parks and recs, whether it's Department of Water and Power, whether it's public uh, street services, just executive leadership people in different city organizations, and then it then it started morphing into fire departments around the country, and we have actually our first international student in this current class, which is current uh, eighteen two class eighteen two from Winnipeg, Canada. So we, I, I think, you know what it is, Opal. People are looking for authentic leadership, and through the course of the four weeks, one hundred thirty six hours, um, there's myself, and we have four other facilitators, uh, Rick Nahara. Chuck Ruddle, uh, Jason Powell, and Isaac Yang. Uh, Isaac's not even part of our fire department. Isaac is a Redondo Beach assistant chief that's been working and been part of our program for the last five years, which is fascinating. Um, And I think that people are looking for authentic leadership, people that are authentic and people that are real. And we have, over the course of our 136-hour program, we have right around 50 people that we bring in on a regular basis. And, And you... Uh, being part of that cadre of instructors, very, very different. Uh, the, the instructors range from United States military to LAPD command staff to our Los Angeles Fire Department command staff, executive leadership people from Homeland Security, FBI, um, heavy emphasis on the United States military, heavy emphasis on the military, and uh, active shooter experts. And it's really, it's, when I came on the job 24 years ago, our job has changed dramatically on just the response yes. types and incidents that we go to. And you and I well, talked about that at great lengths. Yeah, it's just, uh, it really is amazing. One of the reasons I feel so strongly about your academy is that you recognize that crime and crime solving is changing and that that being a first responder in one of those environments, you come up on a, a scene like what just happened in Canada where you have a... Uh, a van that literally mowed down three blocks of people. I mean, we didn't have that two years ago, three years ago. And, you know, while you have first responder and medical needs, you also have a very large crime scene. And so it's important that people understand this is a changing environment and you need changing leadership for that. Oh, yes. We're, we're as first responders, we're faced with a variety of things. And, you know, today's firefighter, is really tasked with, and, and I would even extend that out to law enforcement, but I'm just going to speak to the fire department and fire service, is today's firefighter's challenge to have so many different hats that he or she may have to wear at any given time, whether it's a hazardous materials response, whether it's a medical response, and under that medical response can fall just a variety of categories, whether it's cardiac-related, whether it's diabetic-related, difficulty breathing, shooting, stabbing. I mean, the medical 
response, that EMS component is, is encompassing a lot. Then you've got structure fires and you've got wildland fires, as you know, where we really, our wildland season really never stops in Southern California. And right. we've already had several brush fires early this season and the season really hasn't even con- considered started yet. So then in Southern California, the wildland experience is 24 seven all, all year round. And, and then, but, but getting back to all the, all these different areas that uh, today's firefighter has to respond to. Now you add in active shooting component. Now I remember 20 years ago, Opal, you, you, an active shooter was, was non-existent and, and Columbine right. really put that on the map. So that right. sort of changed the, the game in, in our country for, for like school shootings. But now you look at it, it's almost a weekly occurrence that we're, we're seeing that active shooter component. And now, but that it's always been there, but now that you've, I really consider you the leading expert in our country on human and sex trafficking and, and, and child exploitation, but now you've thrown that component into the fire service arena and the law enforcement arena. It's just really, uh, we're being matched and challenged with a variety of different things, and, and you're right, you do need good leadership to, to work through some of those challenges. You know, one of the things that I become acutely aware of, as uh, many of you know, I often talk about the societal shift, and if I ever get back to my keyboard, we're going to finish this book, but, but you know, it, it's an interesting thing because the crimes that are taking place in our society today they will affect the immediate victim, but they also upset your sense of predictability. So the the crimes like active shooter, crimes like terrorism, crimes like homegrown violent extremism, you know, you're you're very much aware that at any given moment you could be involved in that. Even if you get on a plane, you know, it used to be that you would just look around and try to avoid the seat next to the baby. But now you look around and go, hmm, you know, who am I with? I'm in a, I'm in an airplane, by, you know, with, with absolute strangers. And the same thing happens when you go to Dodger Stadium or you go to the cafe next to you. All of a sudden, or you go on a school campus, all of a sudden you find yourself looking around because crime, uh, the, the crimes are changing in that it impacts the entire society, just like active shooter. Uh, you know, it, it changes your approach to your personal safety. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're correct. And I was just thinking as, as, as I was listening to you about our program. And see, our program, uh, we've already talked about those 20 behavioral theories, but really it's based around a leader problem-solving model. And that's one of the unique the unique criteria uh, of our program. And that leader problem-solving model is based on performance, satisfaction, motivation. Those three com- those three elements make up that leader problem solving model. But if you dive into the leader problem solving model and break it down into that, so that's in a that's in a classroom setting where you're talking about. Look, our program deals with behavioral science and, and really leading people and understanding the people that you're you're leading. But in addition to that, the leader problem solving model, simply stated, is identifies what's occurring. And then you analyze what's occurring, and then you formulate a leader action plan. And, and that's where you can take that leader problem-solving model out of the classroom and, and, and put it into a engine house or a fire station and deal with your people. But also, that gives you that level of awareness to, to, to spot and see uh, potential trafficking scenarios. That uh, I'll tell you, since, I've, since I first had your program three years ago, um, and I sat through that first lecture that where I where I met you, I, I can tell you firsthand, and I can speak for a lot of people because I do get a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls from from past students that have gone through this program and, and particularly sitting through your lecture and have called me. Go, Craig, you're not going to believe this, but we saw this and we called law enforcement, and next thing you know, they broke up this ring. And that's that's not only Southern California, Opal. That is at a national level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the program that the 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 class that you're giving us here is taken well beyond the reaches of just Southern California and our region that we operate in. It's in you know several no well, a lot of states across the country now. Well, that with, with, that is that is one of the reasons why it's so important to me to train in your group. And of course, I always love it because your people are just fun to be with. But uh, it is important because so many people, and, and this is an international show, 
and and a national show across the nation and people will you know that we have regular listeners all across the nation and they will tell me you know I never thought it was happening in my small town I thought I never thought it was happening uh, here around us and what you're starting to see is that this is an and national, and of course, it's very much an international crime as far as that goes, and it's happening in a huge way overseas, but uh, and and even out of Europe. But here locally, what you'll see is uh, we had a case right here in Min- in uh, Merino Valley outside of Riverside, which is outside of L.A., and literally uh, 28 of our kids, 15 to 18 years old, were brought in by a gang, and they were sold in Los Angeles. Anchorage, Alaska, and Minnesota that we know of. Now, we know they were sold along the way, but and that is where it's important to train you all because, you know, this doesn't just happen in a city. Because of social media, they will pick off any victim anywhere they can, and they will move them around to avoid being being picked up. And they will often put them out in, you know, the Midwest uh, in all kinds of locations. So that's one reason why it's important in training your people is because once I train you and, and the people in your office, it was just like the group that you had out of Lenexa, Kansas. You know, they all came and they take that information and it spreads out across Lenexa, Kansas. And, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And. I, I think that, you know, we just saw, at least I saw, I want to say it was Monday this week. Uh, what are we at today? Today's Thursday. Yeah, I want to say Monday. Wasn't there a um, a gal that just got arrested for a, a sex operation down in Mexico down at the border? I want to say yes. from our, uh, I read about that, like a big, a big ring. But, you know, our first responders, and oftentimes the fire department, because, for the fire department, we'll get well. Somebody will dial nine one one for for a variety of problems, right? We've talked about that. That's anywhere under the sun. But either way, you're going to get somebody from the fire department that shows up, whether that's a fire truck and, and an ambulance or a fire engine and an ambulance. And then you go to the scene of something. But then having this training gives you a level of awareness, and it gives you the ability to spot something that you like. I would have never spotted most of this three years ago until I had your lecture. So oftentimes, I, I, I guess, me, I guess what I'm getting at is oftentimes the fire department's there first, which gives me the ability to see that, recognize that, or our people that are on the engine company or truck company see that, recognize that, and then we're able to call law enforcement to go, hey, based on this, this is something that I think we should pursue or follow up at a much deeper level, and then we're able to get law enforcement there based on uh, your training and a level of awareness now that we have that we didn't have before then. And, and you're right. With you. We have to take a break here. We're really over time, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? 
Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have as our guest today, Captain Craig Polson, and we were deep in a conversation. We just had to take that darn break. Anyway, uh, Craig and I were talking about, first of all, how crime and crime solving is changing, but more important, how the role of fire leadership is changing because the crimes that we're seeing and, the, and even the crime scenes that they often go out on often are completely different. As, as he was saying, they're often the first on the scene and they have all kinds of emergency vehicles. And, you know, just like we had this last week in Canada, cars are used as weapons. We're seeing uh, chemicals are used as weapons in ways that we hadn't seen before. We're seeing homegrown violent extremism expressed. And then we see the underground crimes. It's one thing to see the the, the big picture, violent kind of crimes, but then you have the underground kind of crimes like sex trafficking that is taking place right before your eyes, but you may, may not realize it. So, Greg, go ahead. Go back to where you were talking about there that uh, you are the first one on the scene, and it does take leadership to understand what you're looking at, maybe not what you think you're seeing. Well, sure. Oftentimes... Um <clears throat> we'll get called for a 911 medical call or an EMS call, and we'll we'll respond. And it may not even be the exact address that we're responding to. It may mm-hmm. be we're going to 111, don't walk, and we handle that emergency, that medical emergency, whatever that incident is, and you happen to see you're looking. And there's very specific areas in the city. I, I would say that, you know, like before I got pulled out of the field to come into the current assignment I'm in, there was a stretch within the city of, in particular in our first in district, where uh, I knew something was going on there. I just didn't know what it was. And then when I had your class, I was able to put, I, I thought it was just a normal prostitution ring that, uh, what, what, when I say normal, there's not, that to me that's not normal, but I thought it was just your typical prostitution walking on the street and then they go into a hotel room but really after taking your class and looking at it much differently through a different set of lenses we're able to spot and report and they did over the course of several months they did a uh, over 200 person um, sex trafficking ring bust which was based on on your uh your, your program and your insights so and that's that's passed on to to uh, everybody that comes through this program. So the level of awareness, and going back to what your original question was, your original question was how, how the first responders, you may go to a call, and yeah, you may go to that particular call, but having the, the level of awareness that you teach in that program gives you the ability to spot something differently. And I, I always remember that one slide that you show in our class where the there's a, a door on a single family dwelling, but there's no, the, the, the locks are from the inside. And so just little things like that, that you normally probably wouldn't pick up on. But if you're looking at a house and why is somebody out there guarding that house? And, and this is a vacant house. And, and why is there some, you know, all, you start putting all the pieces of the puzzle together that, that you talk about in your lectures, it gives you the ability to think beyond just, um, you know, your, your, the response that you're on, you, you dive in deeper and your, your, your situational awareness becomes much more broader, if that makes yeah, any sense. I, you know, as you know, um, I feel very strongly that when I train at USC and also at your uh, training academy, we need to get very specific and we need to be able to provide case studies so that, you know, my my experience with first responders and especially individuals in the fire department, first of all, they care and they care deeply. 
and they will take the time to look beyond what they're seeing if somebody tells them what to look for. And, you know, this is not human trafficking one-on-one we're talking about. It's uh, serious stuff about, you know, what does this house look like? What does that house look like? Uh, What to watch for if you're, for instance, in code enforcement. What happens if you come upon a a scene where there's been a party and, uh, you know, the normal person in the past would have said, well, look like they had a sex party here. Well, wait a minute. Did they have a sex party or was this a temporary brothel? Uh, where somebody took over a, a vacant house. And so, you know, and, you know, one of the things that we talk about in your, t- in your um, training classes is, you know, gangs operate differently and they leave different kinds of evidence behind. And some of them are national gangs and do national recruiting. And some of them are local gangs that prey on, on um, you know, foster kids and runaways. And then some of these gangs operate out of storefronts and, and warehouses and medical warehouses and and it's very important you know i'm i'm not sure how many people are actually being trained about that across the nation but you know my uh, as you know my heart believes that code enforcement housing department port authority firemen police departments you know anybody that's out there needs to have specific information to be able to deal with this well what's great is all those agencies that you just mentioned are in our program, and uh, I was talking with uh, somebody from Code Enforcement a couple of months ago, and and they came across a commercial building, and after, and that's based on the situation awareness that they gained through your lecture, and then doing some follow up and staying on it, they realized that that was a sex trafficking ring. Yeah, and we do have those different entities in in our program, and they are taking these tools and they are taking what they're learning and they are putting it to good use and let's face it the first responders the law enforcement fire department first responders do have they they, they do have hearts to serve because really at the end Mm -hmm. of the day that's what that's what we are is we're servants and we serve the public and i i feel passionate about this particular subject because it just i feel passionate about a lot of subjects but the reason i'm picking this one out very specifically is it the the level of destruction that it does to somebody's life? I, I can't even imagine having a son or daughter that. And earlier when we were talking about, um, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but I was thinking what crossed my mind was nobody gets a free pass on this. Uh, it, it isn't a white thing. It isn't an African American thing. It isn't a Hispanic thing. It isn't an Asian. Everybody is vulnerable and susceptible to human and sex trafficking. It doesn't matter how much money you do or you don't have. It doesn't matter what religion you 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 believe or you don't believe. Everybody is vulnerable, and everybody's child is vulnerable, and everybody uh, is susceptible to, to being trafficked, uh, uh, these children. So it, it's sick, to be honest. Yeah. It, just, it breaks my heart. It is uh, that is so very true of this kind of crime because it's a fascinating thing when I start talking because uh, you know there are different ways that different ethnicities are violated but they're all about violated about equally and I think that surprises people uh, when you get out there now there are more girls being violated than boys and they are being violated differently but. It is a fascinating thing that is going on. In fact, in this day and age, in many cases, if you have a, if you're in a upper income level household and you don't stay with your children on a regular basis, they are more likely than ever to be violated because they have all the apps, they have all the equipment, and they are the most likely to be able to afford the kind of equipment to be in the dark net. And so what you do see is that it's no respecter of persons, and that is that is why we must train the public. The other uh, thing that I think is so important is so much of this crime is going underground. Uh, and just like we were talking about where a lot of it's being conducted on the Internet, but the physical location might be in a commercial building or a warehouse or something like that, and you will see that grow. And that makes your role in the fire department and the code enforcement and the housing, all of those so much more important because law enforcement will most likely never be exposed to that unless they get a tip. Yeah, that's right. And that's why it's so important for uh, law enforcement, but in particular the fire department, because, again, 
uh, we get the phone calls. We get the 911 call comes in, and and they'll they'll ask what the complaint is, and whether it's a uh, medical complaint or a structure fire hour, whatever call comes in that we respond to. More likely than not, uh, the fire department's first on scene, so we're able to get there, size up maybe a potential scenario that that we think. Uh, could be in a, a human and sex trafficking arena, and then we're able to reach out to law enforcement versus law enforcement maybe having to get a warrant or, or waiting for a tip to come in, and they're getting thousands of tips, and, and law enforcement is stretched thin. They're overworked, and for the fire department, we respond to everything, and that's yeah, where that- you, you take that opportunity to look at a much larger picture than maybe what you're, yeah, you're there to handle that problem, and we will handle that problem. We will successfully come to a conclusion on that, but once you look beyond the pills of that and you, you look at a much larger picture, then you're able to spot something that maybe just doesn't seem right. And again, it goes back to all those things that you taught us. And I think that for me, the amazing thing for you is how do you keep up on the ever-changing technology? Because they shut down Backpage, which is an awesome thing, and, and I'm, I'm really excited that at the highest levels of our government that they're actually looking at this, they're actually taking steps to try to prevent and stop this. But how? But they shut down Backpage. But I would only imagine that there's five more smaller uh, websites that are going to pop up. So it's how do you combat that and, and yeah, stop well, all that? Of course, I'm known for hours and hours of research, and that's uh, I'm always more comfortable doing that research than even uh, believe it or not, all the public speaking. But I feel the need to get the information out. It, it, one last factor: we're starting to come up against that break here, so we're going to uh, close this section out. But I do want to comment one more thought that you and I have never really discussed, and that is, you all will become more and more valuable as these crimes expand. Because of the fact that so much of this is taking place on the Internet and it's going to be very difficult for law enforcement to be able to get those search warrants because you have vaporware, it disappears, you have live streaming and and, uh, things like that. But you as first responders are out there in the real world. And you will probably be the first to actually see the action. Folks, we're up against this hard break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We are in talking today with Captain Craig Polson of the Los Angeles Fire Leadership Training Academy, where I get to be an instructor from time to time. So stay with us. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking to Captain Craig Polson of the Los Angeles Fire Leadership Training Academy this morning. Uh, I get to be an instructor over there. They have an amazing, amazing facility. Before we go too much further, though, I do want to say thank you to everyone that has responded to me this week. Uh, several people have written to me and said that they read the podcast. They've made positive comments on our Facebook page. If you uh, hear these uh, radio transactions, especially in the archive, and something catches your attention and you want to share it, you're welcome to email me or post it, as so many of you do on Facebook. Uh, many of you are loyal, loyal followers. I absolutely appreciate it a whole lot. Uh, I actually get uh, statistics as to which Uh, shows are most important to you and the ones that are most accessed and um, and so we try to give that priority we have today captain craig polson and i'm an instructor at his uh school which is the los angeles fire leadership training academy and it is an amazing experience i have to tell you as many of you know i do on average about 75 presentations in a quarter, and uh, that's one every workday for sure, and uh, sometimes I do three and five a day, but when I get to train over there at the LA Fire Leadership Training Academy, it is really one of the delights of my life. They're just amazing men and women, many from across the U.S. that are just hungry for knowledge, willing to take this on. It isn't like you just talk to them and they go, well, okay, we check that box and move on. These people come up to you and go, you know, can you come to my place? Uh, how do I get this information back? Because this information is so important. Craig and I were talking at the break here is how important it's going to be to have first retra- responders trained in especially sex and labor trafficking. Because as so much of this goes underground on on the Internet, they are the ones that are out inspecting the buildings. They're the ones that are out first on the scene. They're the ones that are out there in the community every day that is more likely to see if someone's being kept against their will or labor trafficked or or even set up in a in a sex trafficking environment. And so it is important to get first responders all across the nation trained. It is. I was just uh I was just thinking as you were you were talking, I was just it's we live in a really evil world, you know. You can sugarcoat it. You can say anything you want, but at the, at the end of the at the end of the day, there's some really bad people in this world. And and I was thinking about, uh, I was going back and just sort of reflecting over the the last few classes that we've had and the challenges that every time you come into our program, it seems like the technology has changed so yeah. dramatic. They've added this or they've taken this away and Backpage yes. is gone and then these five organizations pop up and they're gone and then for every one, you got 10 other evil organizations that are going to pop up and organizations being like maybe website. But at the end of the day, what they can never take from us is our willingness to to combat this, and and it's it's really not that difficult. Once you're once you've been exposed to your your level of training, and once we've been exposed to what to look for, you know they can they can hire all they want on the internet. But the facts are the facts. Facts are that as the first responders get trained, we're going to be able to spot it, and we're going to be able to say something. We're going to be able to report it, and get law enforcement out there to to eradicate it. And it's a challenge. It's not going to be easy, but you think about these children and what it does to their lives and how it just destroys them down to the soul. Those are yes. people. What the, well, this crime, for me, it takes their soul. It, yes, it, it, that's it true. reaches, and that's the thing that that it, it, it just angers me to death when I see these. Uh, and, and I'm glad to see some of these politicians starting to engage. I, I think they're way behind the eight ball on that. I think they should have started engaging a long time ago in this state. I think this has been a, they've been aware of this, and it's just you know you can't bury your head in the sand like an ostrich. You got to right. actually do something. And right. um, we're in the fight with you, and we're going to do everything we can at at this level to educate our people to go out and be able to actually see it and report it. Yeah, what what is so beautiful about your academy is it's not just local fire people. It is the leadership, and if I can train the leadership across the nation, 
then they can train the others because they get it, they understand it, and then they begin to take it out. And that is why I think, um, you know, anybody that is a first responder ought to go to your academy because uh, it really is a cut above anything else out there across America. And, you know, this is a changing time, and we cannot just sit back with the normal vertical protocol jurisdictional kind of thinking. This is, you know, underground crimes. This is Internet crimes. This is crimes taking place in your location. But they don't look like they used to. No, and you're right. So to, and, and, to, and I think for us, Opal, half the battle, three-quarters of the battle is a, willing, a willingness. Just to, uh-huh. to say, okay, look, uh, I, I've, I'm locked and loaded on this training, and, and, and now I'm going to go look for it. And right. you don't have to look very far, and that's the thing. It's not like we have to go on a, on a, on a manhunt or a search. It, it's right there. It's right there right. in plain sight. And, and, and that's, that was the, the thing to me that was so, uh, I don't know what the word I would want to use, maybe an awakening to me was how it's there in plain sight. You don't have to go looking for it. It's right there. So once you're trained and you understand on certain things to see and very, you know, some very specific things, it's, it's not really hard to go out. You don't have to go search for it because it's right there. It's in everybody's community. Nobody gets a free pass on that. It's in the high-rent districts, and it's in the most poverty-stricken districts and, and everywhere in between. And, and, again, that's the thing that I think breaks my heart the most is um, that uh, it's, a, it's a crime against the soul. And yeah. uh, I don't know. It is truly that. So, Craig, uh, how do people, if if they know of someone or they themselves are a first responder and they're interested in attending your training academy, I know that you're booked up for nearly a year, but, uh, you know, give us the website. Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have, okay. uh, how do they reach you? Okay, so we do, we do have a website, and the website is lafdla.com. Now, on that website, it has, uh, we're still building that. I mean, it's up and running, but we're still adding to that. We have probably maybe 20 of our instructors out of the 40 or 50 that we use. Um, it, it gives a brief description of our program. And if people want to reach out to me and get more information, they can get me at LAFDLA at LACity.org. So that would be LA. F-D-L-A at lacity.org. That's my email address if people want to reach out and have any questions. And, and then again, we got the, uh, the website at lafdla.com that they can go on and give them some basic information about our program. But that, that's it. Okay. Well, Captain Craig Paulson from, from Los Angeles Fire Leadership Training Academy, I have the very privilege and it is in fact a privilege to be an instructor there and just some amazing leadership that we have across the nation to be able to have the kind of people that I meet with empathy with compassion who want to make a difference well folks thank you for joining us this week please share this show with everyone that you know and we will see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. right here in beautiful Southern California. But I hope you folks have a great week wherever you are. Be sure and keep in touch. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.